welcome to No Page Unturned, the podcast where Christina, Steph, and myself, Josh, go in-depth discussing books, mainly focusing on those written by BIPOC and LGBTQ plus authors. You don't have to read along with us, but be warned, there will be spoilers ahead. It snowed here yesterday. Really? We have not <laughs> yeah. gotten it yet. That's surprising. It's hot here. I'm sorry. So we're all over the place. The air conditioning is on here. Not latitude-wise. <laughs> we're actually not that far. Yeah. It's weird. Weather is weird. Climate is weird. Climate changes. Mm-hmm. Bad. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. You know what's also weird? The These memories chapters. of souls. <laughs> Segway. Yeah. That was a uh, good one. <laughs> was it? I mean, it's better than what I had in mind, which was, (laughs) speaking of things that are cold. In these chapters, uh, we get probably my favorite dynamic uh, of Thervishar and Kieran. We get Jen Lyons uh, dotting her I's and crossing her T's. And most importantly, we get poop jokes. (laughs) Yes. My favorite god. God king. Yeah, this is... This, this, these are chapters that are just like, do you want innovation? I can do that. You want hardcore plotting? I can do that. You want scatological jokes? I can do that too. Mm-hmm. Jen Lyon, just juggling. Yes. All the things. What does he refer to as? The Lord of Little Houses? Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. It's better than Water Closet. Yeah. Just going to the Little House. Be back. Of course, we have Little House on the Prairie, so I don't know. That is a little, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had an outhouse. Yeah, uh, they could have. They could have gone honestly with some nice indoor plumbing. <laughs> so a harpist playing. Yeah, a soothing. It priest sounds there. delightful. Honestly, yeah, it's yeah. like self care for the for this our twenty second century. Mm. You know, looking ahead. Yeah. Anyway, so shall we start at the the very beginning? A very good place to start. Yes. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? I'm gonna get sued. Uh, Kieran, all, already separated from Janelle and Terath, getting himself into trouble in a bar. Immediately. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. He's really getting back to his bard roots. Sing a song, get in a fight. <laughs> and then I love the next chapter of this perspective. Uh, Thervishar is like. I expected you to not get into trouble. And Karen's like, what? I thought you knew me. <laughs> yeah. The Fisher is like, I literally left you alone for five minutes. <sighs> yeah. Thurbishar and Senere are definitely like the, the feuding adults in these chapters. <laughs> yeah. And Senere has got her puppy. Yeah. And thurbishar has got Kieran. Yeah. So. <laughs> this goes back to, um, in the first book when Thurbishar accused Kieran of cheating in that poker game or that card game that they oh, were playing. That's right. yeah. Oh my god, I forgot. And this, yeah, because now Thurvishar knows never play any kind of gambling <laughs> game against Kieran. Yeah, doesn't matter what it is: dice, cards, a uh, game from a foreign land that Kieran's never been to. <laughs> as long as Taja's around, he yeah. like always wins. And you know, and getting into of, a fight too. Yeah, mm. there's a little bit of Taja here, where 
where uh, a whole bunch of people try to fight Kieran, and one guy tries to shoot a crossbow bolt at him. Yes. Shoots a rope, and like uh, Three <laughs> Stooges style, a chandelier falls on someone. Yeah. Very, very good, succinct fight scene. Not longer it's than great. it has to be. Yep. Yeah. And Thurvishar shows up, and Kieran immediately assumes the worst. He's like, something must have happened. He didn't immediately come back with clothes in my size. <laughs> Which is a weird, realistic, but weird thing to yes. think. Okay, the but... The like, yeah, indeed, I didn't have clothes in your size. Yeah. A dr- like, he just had an encounter with a like a, a dead dragon. Kieran has enough evidence that when someone disappears, like, oh yeah, something's probably going wrong. Because usually <laughs> something is going wrong. That's fair. He hasn't fair. had a great couple of days. No, it's been it's been weird. It's been for pretty him. stressful. Yeah, yeah. That being said, he came to the conclusion within five minutes, which is mm. reasonable given Shadrag Gore, but also mm. like a little fast. Like, yeah, give it a little bit longer before like you pick half this. an hour, bud. Yeah, yeah. and Thurishar's explanation is perfectly reasonable. Yes. Like, right. why would I have clothes in your size? Because. <laughs> <laughs> As I as I forgot often in my first read through, but not in my second read through, he's supposed to look like Vin Diesel. Yes, like he's a buff ass dude. So, and Kieran's just a, I don't know, Timothy Chalamet, a, a waif. Yeah, uh, yeah, an effete yeah. waif. He looks very Vane right now. Everybody like assumes that he's a Vane. I always picture Kieran looking a lot like uh, like a more handsome uh link from legend of zelda oh, yeah. yeah that's a good one I like that. yeah i do picture him with blonde hair yeah maybe like a young brad pitt maybe. i i am not no. the person to play no, yeah, ideal casting with mm-hmm. yeah very unhelpful i wonder if Ki- like she never says i wonder if kieran has facial hair i don't think so i don't, I don't think, think so either. either i even think that there's like a mention somewhere that like Vane don't really grow facial hair unless they specifically choose to. There's just one Vane with like the best mustache. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a couple thousand years ago, they got into like very creative like facial hair trends, but now that's gauche. I like the idea that if you have total control over your body, a your hair never grows out from that one great haircut Ooh. you got, mm-hmm. and then yeah. like. Whatever that haircut is, like if somebody like drew a design into your hair, like it can just stay. Yeah, so great, that'd be nice. Mutton chops are really in with the vine. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see like elf type characters with chops? And we should, no, should yeah. somebody should change that. Yeah, they're always like, very clean shaven. Like as the dwarves, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> Thurvishar picks up his unruly uh, child. One yeah. of his unruly children, please. Yes. <laughs> it's definitely um, like a, a comedy act of, you know, uh, Thurvishar is a straight man and and yeah. Kieran is like the lovable goof. Yes. Even though he's like more than that. Like, I love the prodding of like, um, this is when Kieran starts to realize both in the narration and in the story itself about how Thurvishar feels about Senere. And starts to mm-hmm. like 
poke the bear about it. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny. He's like, so, 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 Santeray? How do you feel about Santeray? Is that friend who, like, is really annoying because he knows that actually you want to talk about it? You just yes. don't want to bring it up? It's adorable. Mm-hmm. Although, Karen also, like, he seems like the immature one, and then I love that the tables turn immediately when Thurbishar cannot say the word poop. Like, he's, like, so <laughs> uncomfortable with the idea yeah. of this whole prospect. And it's his idea. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. on, man. Oh, and then um, I did not realize that, I think we knew this before, but I did not realize that Kieran did not know that Thurbishar can read minds, and he accidentally lets it slip. Yeah, that was that was an odd little aside. I'm yeah. glad it got taken care of pretty quickly because, like, mm-hmm. one of these things I like about these books is that there are no anime sequences, right? There are no mm-hmm. like 500 chapters of misunderstanding, mm. right? Like, there's no, um, you know, when two superheroes meet for the first time and they fight for a stupid reason. Yes, right, exactly. But this call this calls back to. Uh, I always, when Kieran finds out about this, it always brings me back to the scene in Ruin of Kings when he tries to buy Moria. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. Uh, is he is he trying to buy... Oh, been, Moria's already dead. Yeah. And he's trying to buy Talia. Yeah. And Thurvishar beats him to it. And Kieran and his aunt are like on the like overpass, mm-hmm. like sitting mm-hmm. area, looking down at Thurvishar. And Kieran is thinking about Thurvishar, and suddenly Thurvishar looks up at him. And you don't realize until this scene when, um, you know, you find out that Thurvishar has telepathy. I'm not not so sure we knew this before here. I think I remember Mm. finding out here also. Maybe I I was just conflating. But, uh, in terms of the absolute timeline from from the next book, we find out earlier, I think. But in terms of the timeline in which you read the books, this is very confusing, and I'm not sure mm. I'm conveying it correctly. In the in the way that you read the books, this might be the first time. In the in the timeline of the books, you might find out earlier. Yeah, but I don't remember where. I think it has to do with the next book. I don't want to spoil anything. Right. So. Yeah. Then we find out actually a lot of things about Thurbashar, including who his grandfather is. Yes. Because here, here Thurbashar is thinking that he was useful because he was a telepath. Yeah. But actually, like that was just also, an added what bonus. witch gift isn't useful? Like, there's got to be somebody out there whose witch gift is like I don't know, turning like rocks green or something. <laughs> Yeah, it just feels like they're all, like, they all manifest in times of, like, immense stress. Yeah. Right. So they have to be useful. Like, invisibility, telepathy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's a a character later we learn uh, can see in the dark. Again. Yep. Oh, yeah. I was was trying to remember who it was. No spoilers. I can't remember which one of Janelle's powers is her witch gift. I think it's the strength. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the strength. Yeah. But uh before before Thurishar finds out who his grandfather is, uh we finally return to the Senere chapters. Yay. Where I love the I love it's been gone for in, a while. Yeah. 
I love in like when it doesn't matter if it's fantasy or not, but when like there's two groups that are separate and then they meet somewhere and it's not like uh it's not like forced. Yeah. And it just so happens that they meet here and we you know, this is where we learn that it was not Relishvar that sent the Kraken. That it was in mm-hmm. fact uh Thane who sent the Kraken. And yeah. uh this is this is the part where I said Jen Lyons is dotting her eyes and crossing her T's. Because a, a much lazier writer could have uh written all these books with the idea that um you know Thervishar and Senaray like the whole story has already happened and they mm-hmm. the manuscripts are written afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so like Thervishar knows in the when we read Ruin of Kings, Thervishar knows that Senaray has the name of all things. And mm-hmm. Senaray calls him out, uh you know, why didn't you have a footnote about the Kraken that obviously Relisvar wouldn't send Krakens mm-hmm. to destroy every ship because I have the name of all things and he would have just asked me. And he did ask me, but Shen Lyons can't put that footnote of like, oh, Thervishar saying, oh, mm-hmm. there's no way that there would be sent to Kraken, you know, because Senarai has the name of all things. And yeah, it's a believable we, goof. Mm-hmm. But we as an audience would be like, what is the name of all things? Who is Senarai? Who right. is Senarai? Yeah, like, <laughs> what are you talking what? about? But like, yeah. so she can't, like, uh, the meta is that she can't do that because we're mm-hmm. reading it for the first time. But then we get an ex- she puts in a like a, a in world explanation of Senarai questioning uh, Thervishar's academic ness mm-hmm. with yeah. the, <laughs> with the manuscript, like saying, "Oh, like." Like she explains it, but she doesn't explain it to us. She explains it in the story organically. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a much like lazier author could have just been like, "Oh, all the stories are written already, and all the footnotes mm-hmm. are already like from when the stories end." And I could have just, I just, I could if it was like Tolkien, he like he he'll just he'll just mention a thing from history. Mm-hmm. And not explain it because you don't <laughs> yeah. have you're not supposed yeah. to you're, in those stories you're not supposed to know everything. Mm-hmm. But the way modern fantasy books are written, people want to know everything. Yeah. So she could have written, you know, had a footnote that said, "Oh, this is impossible because Senere would have used the name of all things, and people would have been annoyed for like but three in- books." But instead, yeah. every manuscript and footnotes have like an explanation of when they're written and mm-hmm. why the footnotes are a certain way and they're all in world and organically explained in a way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so this scene of Senaray and Thervisher arguing about the manuscript and then and then it goes into the story because this is the, this is the oh fuck Thane is not great book. Yeah. And so this goes back to that and it does like you know triple duty it is comedic relief um after we've had some very uh intense yeah. stuff and it's also them flirting mm-hmm. yeah. it's a so long it's way of saying yeah. i think jen Lyons is very clever 
Yes. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. These are clever books. Yes. Um, uh, and, uh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, this uh, is where I... Pal- <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> this is where you just Talia go. finds out about uh about Darzin dying. <laughs> and she's yeah. sort of conflicted. It's rough mm-hmm. to know that your entire purpose yeah. is like not not just like impossible, but like fulfilled. Like mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because he's been dead for a couple weeks now at this point. Yeah. Months least. even, maybe? And so they're just like it's not even that someone told you that your dream can't be achieved; it's that someone else got there first. Yeah, and you're and just like, standing at like the base camp three on Everest, <laughs> being like, "Oh, there's a oh, there's a flag. Oh man, why did I do all this?" Yeah, and like right. the other guy absolutely also had, uh, you know, just as much of a reason to kill Darzan. Right, and Kieran also had, you know, was well within his rights to want to kill Darzan, but now she's like, "Oh, now what?" Yeah. And he's uh, he's also a Daman, which she immediately mm-hmm. notices. Yeah, she. I also appreciate that this meeting was more low key than it could have been. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Kieran's like, "Oh, you have my sword," not like, you know, "Let's fight." Just like, yeah. "Huh, that's interesting. Can I have it back?" Javon's yeah. like, "No, but ask me later." Yeah, which is a very civilized conversation about. Yeah, considering they're like sword. kind of enemies. Yeah, it's very polite. Like, I, I kind of wish more fantasy was like that, if only to like do away with the the expected trope of like, now we're gonna fight, burn down this temple of vengeance because that is appropriate. But I don't think Javon sees herself as enemies with Kieran. Yeah. Like so yeah, much. No. Yeah. Like she doesn't seems, really know who he is. It seems like one. her relationship with Senere and Relosvar is more like a business deal at yes. this point. Yes. And we know she likes Janelle. So like mm-hmm. presumably if she knew about Janelle and Kieran's connection, she would be like, Oh, okay, you're cool. Yeah, yeah, in which that's what that's kinda what happens with Talia find kinda like uh gets Kieran to admit that um him and Janelle are a thing. Mm-hmm. Which she's also pretty chill about, but yeah. by this point she's kinda she's kinda got her own little crush going yeah, on. So mm-hmm. yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh it's nice. I don't know. The I have a relationship with uh my husband's ex and it's like totally chill. It's nice. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, these things happen. Like, we're both fine with how things worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice like, to see that. We, you know, we are people who uh, ultimately are trying to do the same thing in very different ways. And like, yes, you have 100% betrayed us in the past, but also like, whatever. I mean, you know, there's no reason to like, yeah, start like a superhero fight in the middle of this town. Right. Or or to, like, assume that just because you don't like Senere means that you don't like Siobhan. Yeah. Siobhan's just kind of there, like. Yeah. And Senere does have the very reasonable uh, realization by the end that, like, Relosvar sees Siobhan as disposable. 
Yeah. And she doesn't like that because yeah. she's been forced to spend time with her. And Shabon is a pretty all right person. <laughs> yeah. Senere, like, getting attached to people is very funny, actually. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to like Talia as much as I do. But yeah. she's so nice and cute and sweet. Yeah, you can see, like, I think she compares, at one point she compares uh, Talia to her dog. Yes. Right. <laughs> Like in, in a, a, way in a that's nice like way, optimistic. Yes. Yeah, it's just yeah. like they both believe in the goodness of people. Yeah, it's like that's annoying. I do think Senere's argument with Kieran, where she tries to throw like um, Valkaroff's kill count against him, is kind of a poor argument because mm. Kier- Kieran is not that person. Yeah, and has no control mm-hmm. over what. Valkaroth do, does yeah. and Senere was killing lots of people like three weeks ago <laughs> uh, and not only that but killing them in a way that where demons would eat the souls so to be like oh yeah well Kieran you one half of your soul that you're no longer connected to in a life that isn't mm-hmm. you you're the same as Relosfar and me although her you know her argument about Kamezra is very valid. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's a good it's a good mixture of all these characters want something and they have good reasons for wanting it, but they have imperfect information and imperfect understanding of their own desires. Mm-hmm. It's it's very hard to do that even with two characters. Mm-hmm. Uh and to see it done in a group setting is very impressive. Especially when there are feelings involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that um, uh, Dervishar points out that, like, oh, Kieran, you shouldn't assume that, you know, there's something between me and Center Ray just because of we're opposite genders. Mm-hmm. And then Kieran has an explanation. He's like, no. Your eyes light up when you see her, and she looks at you like a puzzle she's trying to solve. It's That's so how I know. And I, you know, it's it goes against the like. At the same time, it's explaining no, this is not you know heteronormative, mm-hmm. but at the same time, being like oh, but there is something. It's telling us there's something there based on their body language, and it's a really? skill that. Jen Lyons doesn't like overly highlight with Kieran, but he's always the more perceptive one mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. of especially when it comes to then this maybe go back to his like, you know, being a thief and a con man that, you know, he he's good at perception when it comes to people. Mm-hmm. Charisma checks. Yeah. He rolls high on charisma chip. Except when it comes to himself. And speaking of his lovers, both of them, hmm. <laughs> they're together. They're, yeah, they're Sorry together. And Janelle. They're, uh, I, I do enjoy that, you know, Jan- Janelle now is basically our window into uh, explanations of Vonnet culture because, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, She's words. very confused, yes. as we all are. As we all are. Uh, I did. You know, I kind of forgot. Like, it's funny how Teraith is a little bit out of the loop on some things. Like, he doesn't know who Valathia is. Yeah. Right. He has that I comment mean, of, uh, mm-hmm. I thought she was unimportant. Yeah. 
interesting. But there is that, he does get to give that great, I think it's him, the great line is like, I know that the eight immortals were ch- were chosen. I didn't think who did the choosing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, I love that they, like Tareth and Janelle suss out Valathia's importance based on like Jorat logic. Mm-hmm. Like who is, who is, who are people deferring to and like, who is, who's able to make Thane back down, mm-hmm. you know, with the, right. uh, you fucked my husband, stare down. And it, it is, once she explains it, the entire conversation takes on this new dimension, at least for me, who reads everything pretty straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, like, it is someone being like, oh, yeah, you always had my permission. You didn't do anything wrong. Thanks for, you know, thanks for babysitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, your job is done now. Yeah. Uh, I'm back. I'm here. Yes, yes. You can you go watch the away. kids while I was gone. Shoo. Thanks. Yeah, I did yeah. say you could help yourself to some Oreos. You ate the whole pack. <laughs> and you know what? That's fine because I'm an adult and I can buy more Oreos. <laughs> I'm not jealous because one, look at me. Yeah. Two, look at you. <laughs> Three, look at look at Tarendel over there in the corner, slobbering over me. <laughs> He's not even thinking about it. He's literally spent three hundred years trying to find me. Spent yeah, three hundred years devoting every waking minute to like wondering like, where I am and how to fix me. Yeah, how to fix me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just um, yeah. So that was a pretty great moment. Yeah, something I noticed too is we don't actually get a lot of Terraith POV chapters, and this one's like very introspective, mm-hmm. and um, and we see a little bit of what it's what it's like to be an angel and how like Thane can kind of enforce her will on Terraith to make him do things, which I I don't think we really have seen up until now, and it's kind of spooky. I forgot about that, and mm-hmm. uh this is one thing I wish would come up more because if if she can do this to Terath, that means she can also do it to Tienso, who is now oh, an yeah. angel of Thane. Yeah. yeah. And huh. I think oh no, Theron was just her priest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not actually an angel. Yeah, right. Balava could also do it to uh Dorna. Isn't Dorna Taya? Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, actually, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You are, <laughs> you are. Oh, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> there's another. There's another book five thing in chapter seventy that I want to talk about. We'll get there. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Dorna. This could also happen to Dorna with you know Taya. <laughs> yeah. So, but also <clears throat> Taya feels like the kind of goddess that like wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, this does really feel like a Thane thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because Thane has the, like, same kind of background as Sarek, where she was a, a soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. chain of command is pretty important to her. But yeah. So, yeah, we have uh, Law of Danos chats featuring Danos. <laughs> and I just want to be like, who are you, sir? And why is this law named after you? Like, we get not a lot of explanation. It's like that's yeah. Danos. I like. I like to imagine law. it's because he thought of it first. Yeah, or like he maybe he died and got resurrected, and then he was like, "Give me my inheritance," and they said no. Like I don't know. Or he was the one who said no to some other. Maybe yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have what, add it to the like, list of novellas that we want. Yeah. 
<laughs> the Butterbelly Saga. Yes. Danos. Future books will have the law of Terraith. Thrupples yeah. can marry whenever they want. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's an interestingly uh, that's an interesting point that comes up multiple times where Cadriel um, is like, "Hey, want to marry my son? Hey, yes, son, want to marry Terraith? Like she's plotting this. What feels so inconsequential. It's just like, yeah, I don't really care who <laughs> like, inherits. Like the world is going to end in like four days, guys. <laughs> right? And she's over there being like, "Well, you could have children." She's like, "I can't not scheme." Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. This also brings up a interesting uh, history fact thing that I forgot about is that Cariel was married to her assassin. Because she's, they're talking about. Therese talks about. Oh yeah. I thought she was. No, I thought she was married to Miani, right? Miani, who is now his her brother's. Yeah, wife. I think that's what it was. And her it's, her former wife, sister-in-law, was sister her assassin. Her. Yeah. So yeah. now is she's it Miani in the name of? of uh, what's the name of? Uh, Maya Thrall. Thrall. Maya Thrall was uh, the assassin. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, it's it's yeah. even more fucked up, honestly. So your wife yeah. may or may not have plotted with her sister to kill you, and now you're in your wife's sister's body, coming back, finding out that your sister slash former wife married your brother, your former yes. brother. I've talked about how I don't <laughs> some like shit for sure. Cariel very much, but yes. I hate Kalanis even more. He They're sucks. both so terrible. They suck, but Kalanis continues to have a good point. He's like, you've yeah. had 12,000 years. Yes. R- right. He had, no, but he had that one good point. But everything yeah. else after that, I yeah, feel right. I keep thinking he's stupid because he does this threat here about killing. Oh, I have your son. Right. And I'm going to kill Kieran. And I'm like, how do you think this is going to end? Like, <laughs> Right. Very short sighted. This entire like family that- is like. Oh, focuses on the wrong things should be like they're just gonna impressed. show up and kill you like yeah. what do you think how do you think it doesn't his whole plan is very thin and to me doesn't make any sense yeah like is he just that like his hubris is like off the scale yeah it's yeah they're they're both just like so focused on the goddamn throne and Mm. Most other people are like, this doesn't matter. Right. Right. In a in a kingdom of immortal, sh- like, shape, not shifting, but controlling hotties mm-hmm. who can fuck whoever they want at all times and do whatever art they please and are great at magic. They're like, I want to be in charge. It's yeah. Like, in charge of what? Everyone right? takes care of their own shit. Right. There's like some great to... uh, foreshadowing here where uh, Kalanis notices Tarendale for the first time and he's like, Cariel, what the fuck? Like, he'll be king, not you. <laughs> yeah. And Cariel's like, he's not interested at all. Because mm. he would like, only be king of half of this. And then yeah. and I was like, she's Oops. just like got the whole thing. And meanwhile... Doc is over there being like, yeah, I just want to bone my wife like 400 years <laughs> in a row. 
No, but but he already has the plan in his head of yeah what'll happen yeah. later on. Yeah. And Carol's just like, nah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I like do- it's so short-sighted again from her. Like, no, it's fine. I talked to him and he says he's fine. And people never lie to each other. No. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. It's kind of funny I how... I'm a liar. Uh, yeah. No, but other people don't lie. And also, of... I'll marry my son to his son, and right. then it'll still be fine. The uh, the the one cool thing, I want to give Carol credit for this, when the assassin shows up and stabs her in the torso, mm. instead of dying, she rips out the assassin's entire nervous yes! system what through the their fuck? face, which is horrible horrifying and i love it so much it's like what is that web of white things it's like is that spider silk no it's nerves yeah at the same time uh healing her own lung she does those two things at once and traith was like oh she's really good at magic that's scary oh yeah because she had talismans too and traith is pointing out like she can do this through talismans yeah she didn't need any help yeah there being like i'm a professional assassin and then he yeah. he's zero help. No, none, yeah. None of help. <laughs> um, yeah. I do wonder, uh, sticking to the Kieran Thervishar group, mm-hmm. I do wonder what Sandus and Relis Far's relationship was like. Yeah. Like, did he, was there, visit? like, did he visit? Did he teach certain yeah. magic? Because from this book, we know that the um the griffin men is a grits idea that grits taught sandus a lot of his magic mm-hmm. but but Rell's far as his dad yeah and so i do wonder and he has this ring that has you know his um is it Vor- his voros name yeah yeah I do wonder if it was Gritz or Var that did the inscription. Mm-hmm. Oh, they say that it's Grist because Rellos Var's handwriting would be nicer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Grist is like, he's, I mean, he's a sloppy bitch. We love Fair. him, but, yeah. you know, he's very sloppy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I forget where we heard this too, but sometime at some point, like, somebody was talking about Rellos Var and they're like, oh, yeah, he fell in love once. It was this Corvession peasant lady or farmer lady or something i want that that is a story i want more than anything any of the other ones even maybe more than the affair of the voices because like who the hell does relos far fall in love with enough to impregnate Mm -hmm. because you know he can control that Mm -hmm. and like have a child he cares enough about to stay out of their life or like, like he maybe a, he was in, in the life to a certain i don't know yeah i don't like, like that stay out of his grandson's life for sure yeah like I don't like the thought of all like I'm such a powerful wizard I can control the potency of my cum. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, but everybody in the blue houses can do it. So. Yeah, it's not just him. To be fair, <laughs> it's just gross everywhere, Josh. But I just imagine oh, that, like Relisfar <laughs> has an internal video game slider bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna slide it this way. Just internal overlays. 
Just scrolling through the ones. It's like power, no, mana, no. Just scroll down kind of. Maybe you don't have to scroll down far. Maybe that one's always up there. It is number one. (laughs) How pregnant can I get someone right now? Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Well, we should all move on from this before. Let's move on to the the poop god. (laughs) Exactly. But why? If Relishvar as a dragon can get uh, people pregnant, I'm surprised Mm -hmm. there aren't more like Relishvar bastards out there. Because he's arrogant enough to think, oh, like, everybody should be related to me because I'm so smart. I think he didn't impregnate anyone as a dragon, though, because his kids were born before then. Right? Well, except for Sandus. Except for Sandus. Yeah. But when, but he didn't presumably impregnate another dragon to get yeah. Sandus. Right? No. Yeah. She was yeah. just he, a lady. He think- already was a dragon when... He impregnated Sandus's mom because Kieran talks about oh, how he, he didn't was like think a hybrid. He not, could not do as, He was okay. in his human form. In human yeah. form, but wasn't. Yes. Right. Yeah, Which okay. makes me wonder: yeah. like, are there? Is there any like? Is Sandus and Thervishar they got dragon in them a little bit? Mm. They're a quarter dragon, half dragon. <laughs> On my grandfather's how side. How does it work? Yeah, that means that Thervishar is what like half Vorus, half Dreth. Or quarter Vorus, quarter half Dreth, quarter He's human. Half Dreth, yeah. Honestly, with the how powerful yeah. Relsvar is, he can probably control like what passes down to. It's actually possibly why Thervishar is such a powerful wizard too, because he's part Vorus. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and they do say that you can control what you pass down because one of the conditions. Of, I forget who, I think Cariel's mother's birth was that they not inherit the Vorimer sex oh, change yeah. uh, tendency. Mm-hmm. Right, I forgot I forgot that she is also like, yeah, she's like Thane's granddaughter or whatever. Right, and, right. She, and she suggests a Thervish, uh, not Thervishar, to Wraith, like, hey, become mm-hmm. a woman and let Kieran impregnate you. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is moving really fast. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, also, I like being a dude I'm right good. now. Yeah. I've seen how this world treats women. <laughs> Truly, right? Yeah. 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 Also, Tereth is like, I don't I don't know that I, I... I don't know that this came up for Tereth, but I also don't know that it didn't. He was like so uncomfortable with the idea, which makes sense when someone is literally selling your child before you are pregnant. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, you could get pregnant and fix my personal problems. Yes, the problems right? that I, a person you barely know, am having. Oh, like, and oh, you're going to have to change... pregnancy is you're, useful to you. You're going to have to change your whole body and gender on the way, too. <laughs> right. Mm. Anyway. And and meanwhile, Cariel's doing this sitting in the middle of an ant infestation yeah. <laughs> nest place. Right. Just oh, but, awful. But it does have that interesting fact that same-sex couples can uh, have kids using the mm-hmm. Well yeah. of Spirals. I thought that yeah. was neat. What can't the Well of Spirals do, honestly? Uh, That's going to be super relevant I later. I mean, fair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Folks at home, keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Since we're on the topic, do we want to just finish up with the Cariel Terrace stuff? Yeah. And then and then go back I to missed. Poop God. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this is another reason to hate Cariel. She is mad because she sent an assassin to do a diplomat's job. 
And then, like, she's also using it as a really condescending, like, teachable moment. Like, well, when when you're my my son's husband, you're going to need to learn to be more diplomatic, even (laughs) though I pretty much told you to go kill that guy. But I'm upset that you killed that guy. It's like, go fuck yourself. I'm so upset that you did not read in between my (laughs) words. Therese is just like, I... Cariel is so far down on the list of people that he needs to pay attention to right now. Like, his mother is literally in his head. Mm -hmm. His his almost lover, quasi-boyfriend love interest just turned into the fucking avatar of Annihilation (laughs) and then bamfed out of there. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, maybe cut the boy some slack. Got this confusing, hot Jortiz chick that I have feelings for. Mm-hmm. That's what makes. Oh yeah, they had scene. a good. They had a good conversation finally, which was nice. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about that. Oh, Janelle and uh, Therese. Yeah, yeah, finally. Oh yeah, because we we I think we talked about it last episode when Janelle was in the quarry and she had like the internal. Because there's not a lot mm-hmm. of Janelle speaking. It's funny that you said Therese doesn't get a lot of point of view chapters just in this book. Janelle does not get a lot of point of yeah. view chapters. No. And the one that we do, you know, she talks about how, you know, the her her like self consciousness about Therese and Kieran's feelings mm-hmm. for her not being real because of mm-hmm. their uh memories of their past lives. And then here in the Therese chapters we get the reason why um Therese and Kieran are both remembering their past lives because whatever Alanya did like strengthened their mm-hmm. souls and in order to strengthen the soul you basically like using the Thervishar metaphor you know she had to open up the library of all those mm. books of past lives and she's like remembering that and kicking herself for it because now she has this they have this emotional moment where, like, Jan- that, like uh, Kieran has seen this side of Janelle, but Therese never has. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, crying, and uh, she says, like, oh, I'm jealous of what you and Kieran have because it's real. Well, mine, like, you you love me because of Atrin, and Kieran loves me because of Sarek. Yeah, it's, it's, they're both finally opening up about their past life baggage, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And also realizing some key points about, you know, Sarek's soul is in a weird position. Mm. So we don't get anything more about that, but we do know that like, there's something funky that's never happened in the history of even this deeply weird universe has ever happened before. Yeah, they're basically... Not two separate beings, but the same soul where mm. Valkaroth has half of Sarek's soul and it's it's all like messed up while Kieran is basically the other half regrown into a full soul, mm-hmm. healing in the afterlife for five hundred years, uh which we knew from the first book, but we didn't know like the details of what that meant. Mm-hmm. Uh 
so they're they're still connected souls but in a way that's never been done before and you know it was done by Sindrel, Alanya, Janelle. Also, the uh, I like I like the the details of like you know of Atrin thinking one way about him and Alanya's relationship, while Alanya, you know, she had other ideas. She had an abusive family, yeah, and she basically got saved by this king. And then, by the other perspective. You know, Tere thinks, oh, Atrin just basically was, didn't love her and used her. And and they both have, like, different, completely different perspectives on what that relationship was. I really like that line, too. You know, just because <clears throat> I didn't, because you didn't have full permission doesn't mean that you get to turn me into a victim. Or doesn't mean that I was automatically a victim. Right. Like, you know, it... it it strips Elania of her choice if uh, Tareth or Atrin or, you know, the, their combined selfness are just kind mm-hmm. of like, I'm a horrible person. I did all this thing. It's like, shut up. Listen to what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Which was, I, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't obviously work in every scenario, but like the particularity of this is so strong and the writing is so good. And like the insight into the character is so helpful it's not saying that nobody is a victim. Like sexual yeah. violence is like very prevalent through these, but it's being handled so well because you get so many perspectives from survivors on it mm-hmm. or like just people who experience things that, you know, like are in different shades of consent, right? You know. Yeah. Consent under patriarchy or under empire is a fraught thing to begin with. And so if Alani find found a way to like be super cool with it, and you know, happy about the choices that she was able to make, like good for her. Yeah, that's like cool. Almost not unlike a type of like survival sex work or something. Or even like you know, I I don't have the the full choice to consent, but I'm choosing to consent to what is happening here because I do value my own choices. Like yeah, and I'm I'm choosing to move from one shitty scenario to another, maybe less shitty scenario. Mm. At least yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I thought that was very cool. Yes, and then I, I think an episode or two ago, I was like, "What happened to her baby? Uh, she died in childbirth." And another another Thane is a dick moment, right? Yeah. Although, let's be honest, I'm not happy about it, but also I don't have to learn any more people's names. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> and there's not like Nobody's some Atron Candor descendant right? running around like that right. we presumably who, who would run into. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But yeah. But also like, you know, I mean I'm ass- I'm assuming uh Thane basically killed Ilana or did or or made it very likely that she was going to die so that Terendel would be all distraught and she could run into or he could run into her arms and eventually make Terath. Yeah. But not for like another two hundred years. Hmm. Yeah. Doc had a, a rough run for a bit there. Lost his wife, lost his girlfriend. Lost his Oof. kids. Yeah. One of them was Lost sold into slavery. Mm-hmm. Lost his body. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's been it's been rough. Yeah. He's got a good he's got a good outlook, I will say. Not that he's yeah. happy, but like he's like he's doing willing okay. to find the humor. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, you know, 
Theron, his bud, who has been through one lifetime of making personally poor choices, mm. is like, woe is me. Mm. Shut up. Well, he's dead now, so... Yay! He is, well, I mean... Insofar as death matters here. I mean, truly, right? Yeah. yeah. Everyone... And Cariel, to her credit, I mean, to what credit... I don't know. Like, an ounce of credit is going through with it. And she knows she's gonna die, but Theron gets to live, I guess. I guess, yeah. So, it's kind of nice. Yes. Anyway, right, everybody poop poops. Poop God, poop God, poop God. My favorite God King. <laughs> It's a brilliant idea. And it's also like, it's like a kind of a little spa, you know, you get a little robe to wear. It's nice. There's music. There's nice smells. There's like, the, yeah, like a fountain of like, you know, the sound of rushing water. And all the other gods like are willing to participate because mm-hmm. having clean facilities has lowered the amount of disease in uh their cities so not only is um there's more people not only to give the lord of little houses tenye mm-hmm. but all the other god kings tenye also so they all like yeah this is cool like you're not in my territory like i don't really care about poop that much yep. <laughs> and i still you know there's more people to live everybody to give me tenye yeah it works out for everybody mm-hmm. and poop it doesn't it's it's hard, I think, to imagine a poop god rising up and defeating you as a god king. <laughs> I don't doubt that it could happen. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, what a great angle to take. I, I do picture, you know, I don't know, a couple thousand years in the future on this planet. Like, you have, like, god king corporations. And so it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, god, poop god no. branded toilets. And oh, no. yeah. All, all very civilized warfare. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember his name, even though I love him. I think oh, it's only mentioned like once, and I don't yeah, remember I don't it know. either. I didn't write it down because I was just, like, yeah. teehee. Just poop god. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's not, we don't see him, mm-hmm. and he's not described. What, what does he look like? Ooh. He probably wears a lot of brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining like, like a lot of porcelain. <laughs> I know that they don't have porcelain toilets. I know that that is not what's happening. I just can't help it. Like the uh, kintsuge, where you join the okay. porcelain back yeah, together yeah. with gold. I'm like just picturing that as a crown. Nice. But, nice. You know. He's just like introduced, like surrounded by bidets that like shoot water, <laughs> like like fountains, like crisscrossing. Yes. And then he's like, promo code, and then a podcast oh that everyone likes. Oh, God. Sorry. The bidets, yeah. But we'll probably get a bidet to support a podcast. <laughs> Just the <laughs> ubiquitous. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I love him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, what it's a great racket. Like, what would you two be the god king of in the like? Oh, assuming coffee. that we've, all the we've talked about this before. What was Coffee. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. a very good one. I would get so much tenye, especially every yeah. like every time someone drank coffee, I'd get tenye. It'd be it'd be pretty good. I wouldn't mind being the god king of naps. That might be that <laughs> nice. might be really tinged by my current circumstances right now. Although we're like, oh, I'm gonna have a nap after this. What other, like? Let's think of what god kings would give you a lot of tenye, like 
now being the god king of video games, man. Yeah, or like iPhones. Yeah. Or just like release events. Like the god of new. <laughs> like the know. god king of unboxings. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like the god, god king, king of, of internet would be pretty good. And then you could probably use your excess tenure to create like Wi-Fi hotspots everywhere. That'd be nice, but you would be insane. I think like you yeah. you couldn't help but be just the most messed up person. Yeah, I think like you reach into your pocket be, and it's yeah. Nazis somehow. How did this happen? Where did this pocket come from? Yeah, I think you would have a lot of Tenye as God King of the Internet, but you'd also yeah. have a huge target on your back for like people that wanted to be God Kings of smaller parts of the Internet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. God King of notifications. Every time someone gets a... <laughs> if this was the early 2000s, you could be the God King of ringtones. Yeah. Oh, but oh, your man. time has passed. Yeah. See, yeah. that, I wonder that's if that's saying. happened. Yeah. If any of the God Kings have naturally died off. Probably. We... Well, yeah. Yeah. God King of cat girls would be doing pretty good right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the God King of porn would be disgusting. Oh, oh. eternal. 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 Yeah. But, like... Yeah. Oof. Again, I think you'd have a big target on your back. Yeah. Like somebody who wants to be like the god king of like cam girls. <laughs> the god king of OnlyFans. <laughs> the god king of lesbian action. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh, you could be the god king of wrestling. Yeah. Oh my god, that would that would be a headache. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not thinking of anything good because my view is like fall, trees. The God King of Pumpkin Spice. Very powerful for a very short period of the year. Yes, but the amount of tenure you would get would like keep you going for the rest of the year. Yeah, you wouldn't have to worry about like uh, needing to blast your tenure out. You just like like a bear, like a fat bear. You know, you get all your tenure in the fall and then you just hibernate on it. Yeah, yeah. what about the seasonal concepts? That's a very good point. Because you could have like the, I mean, maybe there are seasonal god kings. Jesus used to be the god king of Christmas, but now Santa Claus is. Sorry. Displaced. What is the Holy Spirit if not tenure? Well, now it's toys. Mm. Each time a kid gets a toy, Santa Claus gets more tenure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Santa Claus gets a little bit more powerful and a little bit more jolly. (laughs) Every time a bell rings, an angel gets some tenure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wonder wonder if at a certain point it would be like kind of more animistic religions where it's like, well, there is a God King of like, it's a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. It's just not a very powerful God King. Right. And again, like, and then, like it a owes, yeah, allegiance to like the God King of Christmas, but like it does mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. The God like King that. of Hallmark Christmas movies. Ooh. Oh my God. You'd get a lot of tenure because so... they start in like now. Yeah. Such middle-aged women power. You could mm. Karen every those temples like, would be whew. oh my god the god king yeah. of cairns oh Evil. every That's service the... worker would tremble yeah okay 
But uh, we should <laughs> yes. talk about how right after Kieran has his old Val Kuroth episode mm-hmm. uh, that Urthanriel sings to him now. Mm-hmm. And we get the... like. I, I think I th- it's hard for me to recall what I thought beforehand. Uh, but Kieran makes the connection of Urthanriel with the sword that Relisvar used to kill Sarek. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I knew that. I I'm trying to remember. I don't think I knew this um, when I first read the book. When they first like read the series for the first time, like I didn't make that connection um, because, like you know, Nathaniel has all this like legendary history that mm-hmm. I just assumed they were separate. Mm-hmm. But um, and we also don't get that story. In detail with the sword until this one. Yeah. Until this book. So, um, him making that connection and now the sword basically singing to him and him able to locate it, um, which Senere remarks that should not be able to be done, um, is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And very cool. And Kieran's yeah. like, yep, I can do it. I'm not telling you why. <laughs> Oh yeah, and then you know that's where the and Thurvishar uses his telepathy because he knows what it's like to hold yes uh, Urthanriel. So he reads Kieran's mind and basically hears the singing as Kieran does through his mind, and then because it probably sort of like communicates to you as you hold it, he's like, "Oh, you really are hearing Urthanriel." Mm-hmm. And and then Kieran's like, I didn't say that. How did you know what I was thinking? Yeah, I would have also That's assumed he was a mimic, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially because like Kieran, like Kieran thought it took him too long to yeah. like leave and come back. But yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That's a good, good point. point. Yeah, good point. yeah. But no. Um, but it it is kind of funny where Thurish is like, no, uh, no, on a, I can read minds. I can read minds. I'm not a man. <laughs> I would also, I guess I'm just on a, on a, in a mood today, but like, I would like to see, cause singing swords or like talking swords are kind of a low key staple of fantasy, mm, which I love, by yeah. the way, like love a sword that sings sword. to you or like the Elric sword that like drinks souls, whatever. Yeah. I'm into it. But I will say, let's get some variety in here. Like, what about, like, a hammer that, like, plays the banjo or something? Mm. I just, you know, you can imagine this ethereal, like, Lord of the Rings soundtrack behind the sword. But, like, no, I imagine, I imagine, uh, you know, lo-fi hip-hop you can study to. (laughs) Right, exactly. That's like, put that in a pole arm. Yeah. <laughs> Keep everybody at a distance. <laughs> anyway, just a suggestion to any writers mm-hmm. out there. Slash, maybe I'll do it. We'll see. Yeah, so you might have to, you might have to do that one yourself. Yeah, I don't know. That there's a huge market for it either. It's like, oh, I can hear, I can hear the swords improv act. That is. Really <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That is the worst thing I can imagine. Oh my god, just a hack stand-up sword. Oh. 
Oh, God. What's the deal with Vani? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think that's all I have for these chapters. Now he's there forever. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I'm good. Yeah. Some good good stuff. Got to see some different cities. Meet some people. Oh, oh, at the very end, uh, we learned that Baelosh, the dragon, is helping Sulis. And so they they decide to go back and talk to Thermoshar because they're like, oh, well, he dealt with Baelosh when he was Similian. Oh, yeah. It is funny mm-hmm. that uh, Kieran and Thermoshar and Senere's group are trying to go to the same place. Mm-hmm. That was a nice little nice little button on these chapters. They meet and then yeah. they have to meet again. Yeah. Hell yeah. I also I like, like how necromancy is kind of moot in this universe because everybody gets reborn and you're yeah. just like well I don't have to summon the souls of the dead I can just go talk to that guy <laughs> hmm. alright what uh, what are y'all reading Josh oh my god uh, sorry to future Josh that's gonna have to tweet this out but I'm reading <laughs> like six books right now <laughs> so uh, I got COVID three weeks ago so I was just like in bed like reading hmm. uh I'm reading, I'm rereading uh, Assassin's Apprentice by Robin nice. Hobb. Uh, I'm reading, uh, I'm starting a reread of um, all of Joe Abercrombie's books, mm-hmm. starting with The Blade itself. Whoa. Um, and then um, I'm also reading, uh, I want to get the author's name right, uh, Jade City by Fonda Lee. Uh it's like magic. Uh you get like powerful magic from the actual jade meets like uh it's meets like Yakuza, like the video games. Okay. Or like you know, like uh mafia movies where like, you know, there's like they're tr- like fit like these clans of people are like they're the jade users and they're like there's other clans that they're having like, you know, like organized crime rivalries with, and it's really good. I like that it a lot. Cool. It does make me it makes me feel sad about capitalism uh, all the time. <laughs> and I'm reading uh, the the first binding by R. R. Verdi. It's a good book that could have been great if he had a better editor Mm. Uh, I don't want to be mean but like every chapter could have something cut from it it should be like 50% shorter yeah I I tried to read that book and I couldn't get through the first chapter yeah Yeah. there's a a lot of the first couple chapters like get to the point yeah. although I'm josh sorry. said you you know you said it's very similar to the name of the wind and i did not like the name of the wind so i think if you like the name of the wind you would probably like this book the first couple chapters like i'm at the point now in the book okay. where it's like chapter five it becomes very much not the name of the okay. wind and i was like relieved because <laughs> the similarities were like it's were so close that it had me a little worried Mm -hmm. that it was just the same book completely and it's not but those first four chapters like i'm like arverti i don't know if you're gonna ever hear this but like 
do not give me the bartender's backstory before the main character story. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Someone should have told you to cut that out or move it. Move it. Mm-hmm. You get two mythos origin stories of the world before the main character story begins. <laughs> yes. It's like, Those easily could have been moved to later in the book. Mm-hmm. And like the the dude writes very well. It's very flowery, uh, mm-hmm. which is why I, other people probably compare it to Name of the Wind. And it gets very good. But those first couple chapters are like, it's like when someone says to you, oh, you should play this JRPG, play the first 20 hours, and it gets really good. <laughs> like, yeah. people, some people don't want to do make it. that investment yeah. in yeah. time. And uh, same for this book, because like, mm-hmm. it's good, but if you had a better better editor, it could have been great. Mm. That's Sorry. Rough. No, but, no, uh, I mean, maybe next time. Yeah. yeah. Christina, what are you reading? I had that whole spiel, and I was just interested in the books that you were reading and making notes <laughs> about them, and so now I have to think about it. Shit. Um, so I am reading um, The Island of Dr. Moreau, which I just started, but it's um, Sylvia Moreno-Garcia, who I love, um, and she just, she always does great stuff, and she pushes, like, man, her her understanding of genre is like very complete, but she pushes all the boundaries and she's like not confined by it. So she wrote like seventies noir and she wrote this, like this drama of manners set in like a very gently Jane Austen setting. And then she did some a short novella about like a woman who wants to go to Mars. And like, this one is about the Island of Dr. Moreau. Um, there's oh, this one. Did I say the island? I meant the daughter of Dr. Moreau. Okay. Anyway, oh. it's very good. Um, and she's just like, I don't know, she's extremely flexible. Which nice. is cool. And I'm also reading uh, Self Portrait with Nothing, which is about uh, an artist and about uh, um, what's the thing that Bones does, the TV show? Like a, oh, oh, forensic anthropologist. It's about a forensic anthropologist and an artist, which two things you don't think go together. It's like the most high octane, like crazy, like art thieves coming in to pressure you to sell art, to like run quick, go to Poland. It's like, oh my God, what the hell? <laughs> okay. It starts out in this sleepy Vermont town and it does not stay there. So that's pretty cool. Nice. But uh, Steph, what are you reading? Um, I'm reading The Stardust Thief which is very good. Um, although I've been distracted lately by uh, The Spare Man uh, by Mary Robinette Kowal, mm. um, which has been very fun. It's like a, it's a murder mystery in space. <laughs> and it's nice and fun and easy. Um, and then, and then I was, yeah, I was just saying to you guys, oh, I need to get, I need to get like my winter reading shit together. Cause there's like a, not a crazy amount of stuff coming out, but there's a few things coming out over the next few months that I'm interested in. So I'm going to need to make some choices, but I, those are the only two I'm reading right now, other than the memory of souls. Yeah. We, right. uh, we collectively have been on a bit of a hiatus yes. except for Josh. Josh has been fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to, yeah. need to get back into it. Like a, yeah. I just had a really well, crazy Well, to be fair, I'm over. like, I'm like 50% through through all those books so it's like 
I haven't finished one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, more than more than most of us. Yeah, for us, well, and like, yeah, for us, only reading two books at a time is not a lot. But for most people, that is a lot. So. <laughs> I'm so behind on my reviews, guys. Yeah. I have only written, you know, so many instead yeah. of none, which is a normal <laughs> amount of reviews to write for the books that you read. Yeah. But yeah, such it, yeah you write a lot of reviews, so I don't mm-hmm. think it's a worry. And Steph too. Steph out reviewed me last month for sure. Um, yeah, I don't. Look, I don't think I have for our any coming up though. Geekling, no, you do because I put one up. Uh, yeah. The Wheel of Time one. Oh yeah, the Wheel of Time one. Oh yeah, that book was great. Yeah, I was not yeah. expecting that review, and I was like, oh, I yeah. should pick that. I up. was yeah. not expecting it to make me cry, and it did. Holy shit! Yeah. yeah. What was it called? Origins of the Wheel. Ah, uh, yeah, it's. It's like a long ass name. I think it's just Origins of the World, Origins of the World of the Wheel of Time, or Origins uh, of the Wheel okay. of Time, or yeah. something like that. It's really good. If you're a Wheel of Time fan, definitely read it. It's yeah. Seems like it would also be good if you want to get back into the Wheel of Time, like me. Only you're. It's full of spoilers, though, because yeah, it talks about the story in its entirety. That's fine. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Yeah. But good. Good warning. But also like. Yeah. At a certain point, you have to be okay with spoilers if the book series is, like, 15 years old at this point. Yeah, fair. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about uh, a book that mm-hmm. I read. Uh, it's a graphic novel. It's called uh, Ducks by Kate Beaton. Oh, yeah. Uh, she used to have a webcomic called Hark a Vagrant that was, like, you know, talking about funny, you know, funny jokes about literature and stuff. Um this is about the like Canadian oil sands and the like p- people who like just got out of college trying to pay their student loans, taking these horrible jobs in the Canadian oil sands in order to pay off their student loans and like this is a little too have close a life. <laughs> and, uh, it's awful, and it's you know uh, there's a lot of um, sexual harassment. Mm. Um, because it's like a field that is mostly older men and then all these women are getting like jobs there because they're mm. paying off trying to pay off their student loans and they're younger and it's very um there's sexual violence in it and mm. you know just a trigger warning but it's a very uh, powerful graphic novel and uh, Kate Beaton's art has only gotten better over the years, and her writing in it is very good. It's not a happy story. Mm. Um, it doesn't have a happy ending, um, but it's v- very much worth reading. Nice. Um, that one's on my my list. I'm waiting for the library to get a copy nice. in. So good to know that it's good. Although warning is well taken. Mm. Appreciate that. No problem. Where can we find you on the internet, Christina? You can find me at Girl, or you can find reviews by me and all of us on geeklyinc.com in the reading section. Steph, where can they find you? Same bet time, same bet internet. Ask Steph <laughs> O. Kingston. Josh? You can find me at 4 or 5 wits on twitter and on the geekly inc reading section and uh yeah that's it huzzah huzzah thanks for listening books 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 books
Thank you for listening to No Page Unturned, part of the Geekly Inc. podcast family. If you like the show, please show us some love with a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Page Podcast. The show is edited by me, Steph Kingston. Our amazing theme music is by Bad Sparrow, and you can check them out at Bad Sparrow Music. And our cover art is by Chango Chimango, who you can check out on Instagram and Twitter at Chango Chimango.